Lock on. Lock on. Lock 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 on. Lock 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 on. Lock lock on Cowboys. Lock on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Time to talk about the uh, the main event and maybe you know the main event for the season so far at, at this point uh, with the, the battle between the... Two division leads. I, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to sell this as yeah. a as a heavyweight fight at this point because the teams are not playing very well. But uh, yeah, I, it is for all the marbles. It feels like uh, coming this Sunday between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I, I just want to point out a quick observation I've had uh, on the internet over the last couple of days. It seems like the Philadelphia fans are way more pumped up for this game, and I think it's more because it's against Dallas rather than a playoff spot. Where the Cowboy fans are almost the opposite. We, we really don't put much attention to the Eagles. We don't have an entire site uh, named Eagles Week or anything like that. We're just It's just another game that the Cowboys have to win to make the playoffs. So uh, it's it's just a funny way that these two fan bases handle uh, this matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just obsessed with the Cowboys. That's really what it is, right? The, the Eagles fans wish they could be the Cowboys. Um Coming up in today's show, we're going to preview that game. Let's go ahead and do that right now, Landon. I want to talk about the Cowboys' offense against the Eagles' defense. Uh, We have to start with Dak Prescott. We touched on it yesterday on that show. Uh, But going into Sunday, how confident do you feel that Prescott can execute the game plan uh, with his shoulder injury? Uh, You know, I I think, like I said, I I, uh, I, I think that the – the main thing is really just kind of dealing with pain management. I, I don't know that there's anything structurally that's uh, – but I, I don't know, so I don't want to like, you know, I, I, I feel like just based on the reports that it doesn't sound like there's anything structurally wrong. Um, so I, I think that if it's really just about dealing with discomfort, um, then I, I think a lot of it uh, is, is going to be, you know, just about pain management and, and really kind of that sort of thing and getting loose for uh, – uh, uh, the, the opening part of the game and, and getting used to the the pain and, and the, the twins that may happen or the you know the it's kind of a you know it's an inflammation thing so it probably you know is like a soreness that happens as he's moving past it so sure. it's really just kind he of was at practice today yeah I was gonna say he was at practice today the reports from Jane Slater were uh, he was tossing the football around it wasn't like he was throwing the ball down the field but it's not like he can't move his shoulder at all yeah. Uh, she also had a report that he was doing like jumping jacks and all that kind of stuff. So it, he has a full range of motion. I don't think this is like a a separated shoulder or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's they're keeping him out because they don't want to. It's an inflammation thing, so they don't want to right. like you know, uh, they don't really want to like kind of aggravate that. It's not so much he can't physically do it. Okay, what well, one real quick question for you? Assuming the Cowboys would happen to win this game on Sunday. Uh, they would clinch that number four seed, knowing that this is probably a pain tolerance thing. Is there any way that you play him next week against Washington? Because to me, this is a great case to give him two weeks to kind of rest that shoulder if you do win. My fear of doing that is that it's like the it's like the bye week thing. 
or or like you know resting your starters on, you know what i'm saying like yeah, but I feel like it's a little different in this case because you have a guy who is hurt. I think right? it's not like you're rescuing a, a a guy that's fully. Healthy. I think you. I think you need to at least start him. I, I, and I know that sounds, but I think you should just for. I, I think you go in like it's a regular game with the idea in the back of your mind that you're pulling him before halftime, and you just don't tell anybody because that way everyone's preparing for the week the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 the, the at least the sure. The, I, I think I really want to walk against, you know, disrupting momentum, especially if you've now if you know because in this scenario we would have beaten the Rams, we will have beaten the Eagles. We have a little bit of a thing going. I think it's important to kind of continue to try to work hard and not take that next week off, and then think you can just turn it back on the following week. You know what I'm saying? I, I almost would think it would depend on how he played in this game, right? If he looks really bad and they're able to pull off the win, then I certainly think about sitting him and trying to give him two weeks to get better for the okay, playoff game. Yeah. But if he looks, I, I think, but I, look, if he looks okay or competent, then I think they do your I, I think it has everything to do with how are you presenting it to the team. Because I, what, what I don't want my do, to do is for this announcement to have the rest of the team feel like they can take their foot off the gas. That's sure. that's what I want to avoid. Yeah, and I think, again, this is all stuff contingent on what happens on Sunday, and we can have that conversation later. Just something to keep in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and we're going to preview a lot of this Cowboys offense against this Eagles defense. All right, Landon, um, I talked to Gino on the Lockdown Eagles podcast a couple days ago, and the Eagle fans are absolutely terrified of their defense. Uh, they just don't believe they're any good on the back end. Uh, their cornerbacks have been awful this year, not only covering but tackling, especially Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby have struggled. Uh, their linebackers have been pretty atrocious all year. Uh, Kruger Hill, who's actually had some success against Dallas in the past, he's not going to play in this game. Uh, they have Nate Gary and Duke Riley in the middle. Uh, it's a pretty weak group. So how do you expect the Cowboys to attack this Eagles defense on Sunday? Outside. I mean, I, I, I would look for... Gallup and Cooper to attack these guys, Darby and Mills. These guys don't want to have any piece of Cooper and Gallup and and Cobb. And I think Maddox is a good matchup. I just think that the the, the the dominant mismatch in this game is what's going on on the outside in the passing game. I, you know, the, the Cowboys had a lot of success running the football, and I think that they will also continue to have running success uh, success running the football because Philly will also understand that they have a severe uh, disadvantage at the the cornerback position with these Cowboys receivers. They'll commit resources to trying to stop them, and I think that's going to open things up a lot in, in, inside the running game. Uh, and, and, you know, I, 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 I just think that it, this is one of those games where passing first to set up the run might be really helpful because I think you're going to be able to uh, and I, uh, you know, have some success early against these corners let that open things up a, uh, a bit, make them think about that, and then you know hit them with RPOs, hit them with some more run stuff, uh, and see how you go from there. I- I'm hoping that the Cowboys can find a way to get a big get big play early, and kind of take control of this game early, uh, and then find you know get a quick stop and, and get e- get another touchdown. I- I'd love to get the cow- for the Cowboys to get the Eagles down early. And uh, and then you know be able to kind of play a more balanced game 
against this defense where they don't, you know, where, where they're really off kilter. They don't know what's coming. Because even though this defense is not playing well, that front four is still very good. And, and you don't want to mess around with it and, like, first of all, get Dak even more hurt than he is. Or, you know, sure. take a bad sack at the worst time. So don't mess around with them. Go out there, attack where they're weak, try to get points early, and then make those defensive linemen uh, play two ways. Make them play the run and the pass. Make them, you know, saying don't let them just pin their ears back and attack this offensive line, which has been very good as of late, but still does have uh, Xavier Suofilo uh, sure. between Smith and, and Frederick. So, uh, we, we you know, there, there are ways to get – uh, a Cox on on Suofilo, and I I think that Fletcher Cox is actually a worse matchup for Suofilo than Donald is because of how much more agree, how much yes. more of his power is involved in his game. Yep, so I, I think that, that that's something I would definitely try to avoid, and the best way to do that is make them think about where the play is going. Now I'm trying to kind of reverse engineer this and think about how Jim Schwartz is going to you know call a defense against the uh, the, the Cowboys, but. Doesn't it feel like he's going to blitz a lot and test Prescott's shoulder in Philadelphia and make him throw the ball down the field? I know their cornerbacks are awful. I know they can give up big plays. But it doesn't. to me, it doesn't feel like they're going to sit back and try to play a cover two defense and allow Dallas to run all over him. I think Schwartz is going to want to be super aggressive here. Don't you kind of feel like that's going to be the case on Sunday? I mean, you might be right that they do that, but I don't know that that's how I would do that. Because I think that... If you're blitzing, that means you're leaving holes in your defense, and usually they're shallow holes. Usually, you know, it's it's if you're blitzing a corner, the you're trying to beat the linebacker to that spot on the outside, and usually, if you recognize it, you can. And and it's usually a yeah. short throw into the shallows and not not down the field. So, I tend to think that if if I think that you know he's not having uh, uh, a uh, you know, if he's having a, an issue with his shoulder and he's not feeling comfortable, I would I would drop into coverage. I mean, I don't have a lot of guys that are good at it, so I would drop a lot of guys into it. I trust my front four to rush the passer, and then I, I make a guy with a sore shoulder uh, throw keyhole, make keyhole throws in order to you know beat my coverage because I, I just don't mm-hmm. know that. I think with the Cowboys. I mean, the one thing we have to look at is, you know, we live with this offense. We don't really think about the, the actual reputation that precedes them. This is an explosive offense that's coming into Philadelphia. So for, for, for yeah. them, yep. it's aggressive may not be the way to attack it. What they may want to do is try to figure out a way to force Dallas to slow roll into the end zone. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it, but I think that's how I would do it because, I, you know, you have strength in your – in your uh, uh, front four, that you don't have strength in your back seven, you need to help your back seven by dropping as many people as you can into coverage and trust that your front four guys can in- make a play. It's going to be interesting because I can certainly see a case for either side. Yeah. Uh, just just knowing how Jim Schwartz is, my guess is they're going to blitz a lot and they're going to try to make the ball come out hot, knowing that Prescott maybe he's not going to want to try to throw the ball down the field. And he's going to want to try to throw it hot. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, th- this is going to be one of the interesting chess matches that you'll see um, you know, early on in this game. I think we'll get a pretty good idea after the first drive or two uh, how the rest of the game is going to go. Um, really quickly, you mentioned the offensive line. Uh, the, the Eagles obviously have a lot of talent there with Brandon Graham and Vinnie Curry. 
Uh, Josh Sweat has actually been playing well. Not sure if Derek Barnett is going to play. Um, but the one spot I think can be exposed a little bit is that defensive tackle spot mm-hmm. other than Fletcher Cox. Uh, they really haven't been able to find anybody to play consistently there. Uh, they brought in Malik Jackson this offseason, but he's been hurt. Um, can the Cowboys expose the interior of this Philadelphia front four by running some inside zone, doing that kind of stuff? Do you think the Cowboys will have success on the ground against the Eagles? I think, again, with Sufilo in there, it's about breaking even inside, I think, because, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Cox and, and, and Martin is such a battle, and then I think Frederick and Sufilo versus whoever that inside guy is would be you know, definitely be helpful. I mean, again, I think, um, you know, for me, I would, I would be trying to get the ball on the outside, you know, so wide zone doesn't, doesn't, uh, uh, is doesn't sound terrible to me. Um, I, I, you know, one, one area where there's a matchup that is pretty decent on one as, you know, one aspect, but not is a complete mismatch. in the other is, uh, Lael Collins versus Brandon Graham. I think you know it, as a, that's a as a pass one. rush matchup. That's a fantastic matchup. I think they're very closely matched, uh, but I, I think in the run game, Collins will bury Graham. And I, I would agree. And so yeah. I think that if they could find ways to isolate Collins and Graham um, a little bit on one side, maybe you know to the field side and run and run the ball at him. Uh, it, it make Bradham and Jerry chase Zeke. I, I think that you're going to find that that's probably pretty effective, especially since now you're also forcing uh, uh, you know Jenkins to come down and make plays in, in the run game, uh, and that's going to again further isolate the guys on the outside, further isolate Darby and Mills one on one with Gallup and Cooper, and that's bad news bears for them. If there was ever a game the Cowboys could really use Zeke to carry their offense. Uh, this is one. And that kind of leads me to my next question. How do you anticipate the Cowboys using both Zeke and Pollard this week? Do you think they're going to lean on Zeke knowing you know this is a big game, he, do- he doesn't typically fumble? Or do you think the Cowboys are going to try to find five, six, eight touches for Pollard in this one because he gives them an explosive part of their offense? I mean, to me, it's it's been pretty consistent, actually, with Pollard. I, I think that what people... People may not like that, but I think they've been pretty consistent. Is that when they get the opportunity to have a, an advanced number of snaps in a game, they usually use him. When they don't use him, is when they have limited opportunities and uh, they don't have, you know, they're 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 not sustaining drives and they're not finding ways to keep the ball going. I, I think if the Cowboys have success, yeah, you're going to see Pollard involved. Uh, and and, I, and if anything, it's kind of a uh, uh, it's like a it's like a harbinger, right? Like it, I, th- I think it's like when they start using Pollard in that situation, I think they start. That's when they started feeling good about themselves. They've gotten through their scripted plays. Mm-hmm. They figured out what they want to do, uh, and, and then they've started to mix him in. That's that's. I think it's anything. It's a harbinger that they feel good about where their offense is at that point in the game. Yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see you know just what they do with Pollard because I think he really does give them. Uh, he gives them some explosive ability. Um, I, you know, I think he's somebody that can really make this offense really hard to stop. Um, you know, even if it's you know just on jet sweeps or outside tosses or um, whatever, I, I would love to see more uh, plays with Ezekiel Elliott lined up as a fullback or a split back uh, and blocking because we saw last week the teams just don't have a lot of answers for that. The the Eagles linebackers are a problem. 
if you put two, those two guys on the field, you know, every once in a while, maybe you move Pollard out to the slot. I, I think you can do a lot of damage. And that's that's kind of um, going but, back to the blitzing yeah. thing. Like, you know, if you got both of those guys in the field, you split Pollard out real quick. You got a you know a, a slot blitz. I mean, how quick how how quick is that going to be dangerous when you have to uh, the hot route to to, uh, to to you know Pollard in the, like his, he just turns around right now takes the ball and the next guy is not even like five or six yards close to him yeah. like that's that that could I, be a touchdown you know like I, I do I do agree that the Cowboys should try to do everything they can possible to make guys like uh, Ronald Darby and Avante Maddox tackle so whether that's a ton of screens wide receiver screens. Uh, we actually haven't seen a ton of like tunnel screens to receivers, uh, but do a ton of those just to get those guys in space because uh, I don't know if you saw the Monday night game against the Giants. Two of their touchdowns came on just simple slants where Darby missed a tackle and it goes 50 yards the other yeah, way. Yeah, they, they, um, you just got to make them tackle. They don't want to tackle. They don't want do. anything to do with it. Yes. Send Zeke out there. Send Pollard out there. Like They don't want to have anything, especially Darby, doesn't want to have anything to do with making any tackles. And I think that's another reason why I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing the Cowboys use some 10 personnel in this game, just to get as many defensive backs on the field and try to make those guys tackle Zeke or Tony Pollard in space. Uh, it's just something the Cowboys have to consider. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the Eagles' offense against the Cowboys' defense. All right, Landon, this one is going to be really interesting. Uh, the, the Eagles with Carson Wentz. Uh, they don't have a ton of weapons available to them right now. Alshon Jeffrey out for the year. Nelson Aguilar likely out for this contest as well. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is banged up. Uh, Jordan Howard is going to miss this contest. Lane Johnson is not going to be there at right tackle. Uh, it's been a pretty hit-and-miss Eagles offense this year. But how do the Cowboys try to slow them down in this contest? I, I mean, I, <laughs> I think... You have to look at the tight end position. I think you have to look at the running back position. And then at, after you've done that, I would look again at the tight end position and then the running back position. And, and yep. then I would, so I, then I would worry about some offensive linemen that might want to go into route. And then <laughs> after all that, I would worry about Greg Ward. And then after that, I wouldn't worry about any of the <laughs> Eagles wide receivers at this point. Like uh, my, uh, my question for you is this. Their best player on offense is Zach Ertz. The Cowboys have struggled all year long to cover tight ends. We have seen in the past Byron Jones have some success against Zach. I like what you're here. where you're going but here. I like it. I know they haven't done it a lot this season, but is that what you do in this game to make sure that you can limit their best offensive player? Yeah, I mean, I, I have no issues with that at all. I mean, especially since you know you feel comfy with uh, with Jordan Lewis going on the outside, especially since some, with versus some of these guys that he's going against. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's a good fit if they put Greg Ward on the outside. I'm, I'm cool with Jordan Lewis out there covering. Yeah, him. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised to see them mix it up a little bit because that really is the, uh, you know, the kind of thing you worry about here. And then uh, another thing that they're really, really going to have to focus on this week is, is screens. They've really had a hard time with yes. stopping yes. the screen game. The Eagles will screen you to death because they're cowards. And uh, no, I'm just. <laughs> uh, I I think that I mean it's their best offense. I, it, really I mean, it really is at this point. So I, I think that you know they, you really, you really need to. They need to be aware of that. That's going to be coming. That's 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 going to be a way that they're going to attack them. Um, you know, I attack Carson Wentz. Just hit him a bunch. You know, I I think uh, Vitai is a very good backup tackle. 
I would I, mean, I would just consider him to be a middle of the road starter in the NFL. I, I actually think he might even be better. Maybe than that, even. But, um, but there's definitely a drop between Lane Johnson yeah, and him. And he's not as he's. I mean, it, I don't know that he's still ready to take on Demarcus Lawrence for you know fifty no. plus snaps a game. So uh, I think that there is uh, there is some some ways to attack there. I think Quinn versus Peters is a good matchup. You know, just knowing remembering how he fared against Randy Gregory. Um, so I, yeah, I think that they got to attack Wentz. You know, obviously in the way that they do, get him down. Do not let him escape. Uh, you know, he will create plays. That's 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 the way he survives in this league. But he also will give you plays. He'll also create plays for your team because mm-hmm. uh, he he'll give the ball away. He'll fumble. He'll uh, try to make it work, and it won't work. And then you'll get him for a huge sack. Uh, you know, it, there's they will find ways to uh, give the game to you. Uh, when they give it to you, receive that gift. Don't don't drop it. Don't be 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 ready for that moment. Make the play, and and I think the Eagles, are, you know, they just really aren't. I just don't know that they're they're ready to like take on and 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 take down a team. You know, I mean, not that the Cowboys are that much better, but I I just think they have flaws in their attack at this point that they again rely heavily um on being able to convert third and longs and, and I don't they're not doing it at the same rate not nearly the same rate as the team that that won the Super Bowl a few years ago really quickly um Carson Wentz this season 21 touchdowns three interceptions has actually been pretty good at taking care of the ball that way where he struggles is fumbles uh his ball security is one of the worst I've ever seen uh this year he has 12 fumbles in 11 games uh, it's just not something he does particularly well. Um, so I, I'm looking anytime the Cowboys are around the quarterback. I'd love to see Robert Quinn, Demarcus Lawrence. If they are if they have a chance to get a sack, go after that ball because more often than not, Wentz is going to fumble it. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the, the, the offensive line. Uh, it's still one of the best in football. They've got talent all the way across there. Um, but I want to specifically mention Michael Bennett against uh, some of their interior guys. Brandon Brooks is really good. Jason Kelsey is really good. Uh, Isaac Samillo is really good as well. But do you think Bennett, knowing this Eagles team and this Eagles offensive line, do you think he can have some success against uh, the Eagles inside? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know he's had success inside and a lot uh, versus a lot of different offensive lines. Um, and you know, having been up against these guys, I mean, they're, they're, that's a two-way street, so they know his game as well, obviously to a certain degree. Um, but I yeah I think that I think that that kind of knowledge for uh, a guy like Bennett who is uh, you know kind of makes his hay being savvy and, and knowing you know what he, he's a time jumper he's a uh, snap jumper he's snap a, he's jumper. a uh, yeah. he's a, a, a knowledge a, a cerebral type player he doesn't have like the physical huge the great physical attributes that a lot of pass rushers necessarily have he has a lot of skill that he's you know gotten over the years so um i think that for for someone like him that that's all very useful knowledge that i'm sure he's going to use to his advantage when they when they line up all right let's go ahead and make our predictions uh lane i'll let you go first who's winning this clash of the titans in the nfc i i kind of you know i've been through the whole week and i haven't really changed from my initial you know thoughts after the rams game if the cowboys were playing 
anybody else this week uh, for anything, any other for, for any other yeah. thing, you know, like uh, any any hat and shirt game versus anybody, uh, I would pick probably pick the other team because it's the Eagles. Because we've seen uh, what the Eagles have actually put out there in the last few weeks, which you know isn't exactly you know making us feel worse about the Cowboys, because this Cowboys team seems built specifically to beat this Eagles team. I mean, or at least the teams in the NFC East. I'm gonna pick the Cowboys. I I, I think that you know there's other things too. I think the the Lane Johnson injury is 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 a big one. I think yeah. that the the advantages that the Cowboys have on the outside, in both the pat, both on offense and defense, um, without there being a huge mismatch for either team on inside on the inside interior part of the offensive lines or defensive lines, I think that the the mismatches for the Cowboys uh, on the outside on both offense and defense will uh, show themselves, and uh, and I think that. That is going to be the advantage that the Cowboys need to uh, to win this game. I, I don't know about score. I, I would guess, let's say 35-28. Ooh, you think it's going to be a high score? I, I think, I think what's going to happen is that the Cowboys will score early. I, I, I really am seeing a 14 nothing score at some point early and then it'll be trading touchdowns and then running the running the game out and then we get to see carson wentz take over the fourth quarter (laughs) by the way i said this on twitter i i'm pretty sure this is carson wentz biggest game of his career career. yeah I i know some people mentioned that he played in a uh fcs college championship game at north dakota state uh but everybody wins at north dakota state that's not really a high pressure moment Easily his biggest NFL game, uh, as he's never played in a playoff game. He's really never even played in you know a game that matters like this. So I'll be interested to see if there's any nerves from him there. Uh, but I'll I'll be honest with you, Landon. If Dak Prescott was 100% healthy, I would pick them pretty confidently in this game. For whatever reason, and I know it's not a serious injury. I know it's not a structural thing. It does have me spooked a little that's, bit. Maybe this not, is because that's not abnormal, though. I, I mean, we don't we don't know the yeah. nature of the injury. Partly because I've been scarred before in the past with Cowboy quarterbacks playing in these basically win and go home games and them being injured between you know Romo having a, a bad thumb against the Giants or uh, remember Kyle Orton started one of these games against the Eagles. It's always it's always scary when you're playing with a compromised quarterback. Um, just because it's in Philadelphia. Just because I still don't trust the Cowboys, I still don't trust their special teams, I would not be surprised if that comes back to haunt them. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Like I think 20 to like 16, something like that, where it's kind of a struggle. Maybe it's sloppy. There's some turnovers. But see, I think even that's with these, be. these, I mean, to me, the thing, not to interrupt, but these two teams, like no, no, they're no, two ahead. really bad defenses. Yeah, that's the thing is, too. So... <laughs> You know, and I think you can make a good case, but I think there's also this thing where both these defenses know the other offenses yeah, so that's, well. Yeah, that's true. Right? Okay. You know what I mean? So they know what their strengths are. I think the Philadelphia offense is pretty limited in what they can do right now. There's not the, the threat of making big plays down the field. I, I just I won't be surprised if it's a lower-scoring game. Uh, I'll pick the Eagles. I don't feel great about it because I could certainly see a bunch of different ways the Cowboys can win it. Uh, but I guess... We'll wait and see. It's going to be a 
an anxious, uh, nerve-wracking game on Sunday. The Cowboys win again. They're into the playoffs. Even if they lose, they're not technically eliminated. The Eagles would still have to win next week. Uh, but for all you know, intents and purposes, this is a, a winner uh, goes on to the playoffs matchup. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.